check out my new book, Coping Courageously, a heart-centered guide for navigating a loved one's illness without losing yourself. It's appropriate for you as a clinician, for your patients, and for anyone you know who has a seriously ill loved one or an aging parent. Check it out and tell a friend. I'm Dr. Delia Caramonti. Welcome to the Integrative Palliative Podcast, where I give physicians who care for people with serious conditions the tools they need to help their patients thrive at any stage of illness. My motto is whole person care for people with serious illness using all the tools that work. This approach is the ultimate win-win because patients are happy and physicians enjoy practicing medicine again. There is a better way and we'll find it together. Let's get started. Today, we're going to talk about how to talk to your patients about central sensitization, which is an extremely important concept that you need to get comfortable talking to patients about if you're ever going to take care of anybody that has a chronic pain. Even just a few months worth of pain, you can get central sensitization. So I'm going to start with a story. This is a true story. So I had a patient who was a teenager And this patient had had a neck injury and had significant, really significant pain from their neck. And this injury and pain had really messed up their life. They had to stop going to school. They got very depressed. They really were very uh, impacted negatively by this experience of neck injury and neck pain. So they were very protective of their neck. So in my presence, this person used salon pos which is like a menthol kind of a cream that you can put on your skin. So it definitely gives a sensation, like a warming sensation, but it absolutely doesn't cause pain. But when this patient put the Salon Pass on her neck, she started screaming, screaming like someone was ripping her fingernails out, screaming. And this was very out of character for this person. So we wiped it off and she calmed down. And what I realized is, oh, that is so clearly central sensitization that's going on. So what I did in the moment was some education for her. So I put the salon pass on her hand. And so she felt the same warming sensation, but on her hand, she didn't have central sensitization. So she wasn't agitated about it. So she felt this feeling, the sensation on her hand. And I asked her to describe it. She said, it's warm. I asked her, was it painful? And she said, no, it's not painful. So then we talked about that. Well, hey, that's the same stuff that came out of that tube and you put it on your hand. Don't you think it's doing the same thing to your neck? Like, do you think if we put it on your neck that it would cause that same pain? And she at first said, well, yes, because I did I did that and it was unbearable. It was horrendous. It was so painful. So then we talked about central sensitization, which is the idea that the nervous system, when it's trying to protect a part of the body that you and it feel concerned about, especially worried about, it turns up the sensation, kind of whacks out the pain perception and makes things that don't need to be painful into pain. So I explained this concept. This is what happens in central sensitization. And I think that's what's happening for you. So given that we put it on your hand and you saw what it feels like on your hand, and now that we're telling your brain, you know, if we put it back on your neck, what do you think is going to happen? And she said, well, I guess if it doesn't hurt my hand, it wouldn't hurt my neck. Exactly. So what it does to your right hand, it does the same to your left hand, it does the same to your neck. 
There were no open wounds on her neck, by the way. So we said, all right, what do you think? Tell your brain, this is not going to hurt. It's going to feel warm. It's going to feel different, but it's not pain. Now let's try it. Let's try to put it back on your neck. And she put it back on her neck and it was fine. It was fine. And I asked her about that. You know, was she just worried or agitated? And she said, no, it was excruciatingly painful the first time. And after proving to herself and her brain and her nervous system by putting it on her hand that this was not a terribly painful cream, and then learning about what was happening for her nervous system and brain escalating this perception of pain, when she put it back on, it didn't hurt. That's central sensitization. So how do we talk to patients about central sensitization? There's a couple underlying principles that are important. And one of them is that the perception of pain goes in two directions. So it goes from the periphery up to the brain. Like if you step on a tack, there is a sensation that goes up to the brain, to the nervous system. And then there is top-down input as well. And so the brain ultimately decides what it thinks is pain. So if the brain decides that this is pain, it hurts. And if the brain wants to turn down the pain perception, it can do that. So we have ways to tamp down pain. We have endogenous opiate receptors. And sometimes people who have acutely terrible, terrible injuries won't feel anything in the beginning because their brain is actually turning down their pain perception. That's probably done to help uh, protect us if we need to escape or take the, the suffering away if we're about to die of some terrible injury. So the brain can turn up the sensation of pain or it can turn down the sensation of pain. So that's important for us to know. It's not just that a pain signal goes up to the brain. The brain decides what to do about that. And one of the important ways to help patients see that the brain helps decide about pain is to think about amputation. So people who have post-amputation pain or sensations will be convinced that their big toe hurts, for example, when their whole foot is gone. If pain was only about tissue, then the big toe couldn't hurt after it was no longer connected to the body, but it does. So the brain will remember that there was a toe there. And as a matter of fact, if there's a lot of pain before an amputation and the brain learns to be worried about that part of the body, it's more likely to have post-amputation pain. Okay. So the one underlying principle is that the brain helps decide what is painful and what is not. And the second underlying principle that's important is that an increased sense of threat increases pain. And how do you get an increased sense of threat? Well, there's a lot of ways. Sometimes doctors give you an increased sense of threat when we say things like, oh my goodness, that's the worst MRI I've ever seen. No wonder you have back pain. So we just increase the sense of threat that something is fundamentally wrong and made pain harder to manage. You can also have an increased sense of threat if you have an underlying anxiety disorder, if you have a history of post-traumatic stress disorder, or if you're saying negative things in your own mind, the cancer's back, the cancer's back, the cancer's back, that is increasing the sense of threat and any pain associated with that thought is going to be higher. So that's an important underlying principle. And then another important underlying principle is neuroplasticity. So we can change 
the nervous system's perception in both directions. So if we have a chronic pain of a certain part of our body, so you have chronic foot pain, and the nervous system now, the brain and nervous system are worried about that part of the body, they can turn up the sensitivity. But also as we treat the central sensitization, they can turn it back down again. So central sensitization is not a thing that you're permanently stuck with. The brain is plastic in both directions. It can cause this and then it can make it better. So that's part of what we want to do when we're helping patients to manage a pain that we think has a component of central sensitization. So the way that I often describe this to patients is by using the analogy of a smoke alarm. If your smoke alarm in your kitchen is so sensitive that every time you cook, it goes off, that is not helpful to you because it is telling you there's a fire when there's no fire. On the other hand, if it never goes off, even when there is a fire, that's also not helpful to you. It's important that it be tuned correctly, that it tell you when there's a fire, but it not alarm when you're just cooking. And so central sensitization is analogous to the smoke alarm that is too sensitive and goes off whenever you're cooking. So it's giving you the wrong information. It's saying there's a fire when there's no fire, you're just cooking. So in the nervous system, the brain and nervous system are saying there's pain, there's pain, there's pain, there's damage, there's pain, when maybe there's just touch, there's just a sensation. And so when you have central sensitization and this hyped up oversensitivity to touch and sensation, the brain is giving you wrong information, saying that there is a problem when there's really just a touch or a movement, a feeling, but not damage not anything that has to be perceived as pain. So teaching patients about this concept first is what is important. If you try to say, oh, well, you're just overly sensitive and that's why you're having all this extra pain, that's not helpful. We want to teach them about this pain science first, almost unrelated to their situation, just telling them this is what the brain and nervous system do in situations of chronic pain. Here's why they do it, because they're trying to protect you. They don't want to miss anything about that particular part of the body because they're worried about it. But then they are giving you incorrect information. And part of why they're doing that is because they have this perception of increased threat. Something is wrong. Something is broken. Something is bad. We have to make sure you feel it so that you don't miss something important. So what can we do about it? We can decrease the sense of threat in general by doing some of the multiple options to decrease the stress response, like mind-body techniques, acupuncture, massage, um, various other ways that we can help turn down the stress response. And it's different for different people depending on what they're struggling with. So if someone has a history of trauma, then EMDR, eye movement desensitization and reprocessing, can be helpful. Cognitive behavioral therapy can be helpful for people who have uh, anxiety or generalized anxiety disorders or OCD, et cetera. Depending on what it is that is giving the person an increased sense of threat, we can target that to try to decrease this, uh, this sense of generalized neurologic feeling of threat. But for most people, things that stimulate the relaxation response can be helpful, like meditation, guided imagery, walking in nature, yoga, tai chi, qigong, etc. So we can do things 
that help decrease the sympathetic nervous system response. We can also have the patient talk to themselves. So we're going to teach them about this pain science, which is very important. Then we're going to give them tools to decrease their stress response. And then we're going to have them talk to their own brain and nervous system and tell it, you're safe. This is okay. There's no tissue damage here. I'm going to lay my hand near to you and it's going to be okay. You're safe. It's okay. Which is just what that patient did that that I started with when she really believed that this salon pass was not a painful cream because she put it on her hand. She then could tell her own brain, this is not painful. This cream is not a painful cream. Then when she put it back on her neck, it was in fact not a painful cream. So we can help the patients get the words to talk to themselves and calm down their worried nervous system, telling it, you're safe, you're safe, you're safe, this is okay. I'm going to touch this place now, but you're safe and it's okay. And then we have them, if they're able, practice touching the place that has this escalated sensitivity to prove to the brain that it's really okay to touch it, that it's really okay to to touch it or to move it. And that part of the body is safe. So if in the beginning, it's too scary to touch it, you can have them just hold their hand above it. And it's better than us doing it because they have control and they know that if they get scared, they can take their pain away. If we do it, we put our hand near a really painful spot, they may actually escalate their stress response because we've made them afraid. But if they do it, they know that they are in control. So in the beginning, if it's too scary just to touch it, you can have them hold their hand above it and talk to the brain. This is safe. You're okay. You just are turned up a little too high. We're going to try to turn you back down again. As they're holding their hand there, you can have the patient do some breathing exercises. You can have them listen to a guided imagery or something else that stimulates the relaxation response. But the basic idea that we're trying to teach people who have central sensitization is that hurt does not equal harm. So even though it hurts, it doesn't mean that the tissue is broken or or in danger or that touching it or moving it will cause some new injury to the to the body or to the tissue. So to sum that up, the principles that we want to teach patients around central sensitization are that pain is bidirectional, meaning the brain decides what hurts. That's number one. Number two is that an increased sense of threat increases pain. So part of what we're going for is to decrease the whole person's overall sense of threat, which often can be helped with mind-body modalities. The third thing is that the nervous system is plastic. Neuroplasticity means you can develop central sensitization, but you can also undevelop it. So those are the three underlying principles. Then you can talk to them about the smoke alarm analogy, and then you can teach them that they can learn to talk to themselves, tell themselves that they are safe and practice touching the part that is struggling. And the underlying concept that they want to remind themselves of is that just because it hurts does not mean there is damage to the tissue. So hurt does not equal harm in the setting of central sensitization. Okay, so it's really important to get comfortable talking to patients about this. So your homework for the week is If you have a patient who has pain that you think has a central sensitization component, 
try to teach them about it. If you don't have a patient, but maybe you have a family member who has chronic pain, you could try to teach them about it. If you don't have anybody in your life who has chronic pain, you can try to teach yourself in the mirror or speak it out loud to your dog or cat. But I would like you to consider trying to say the words out loud so that when you're confronted with a patient to whom you want to explain these concepts, it rolls off your tongue. All right. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate you being part of this community and I'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Integrative Palliative Podcast brought to you by the Institute for Integrative Palliative Medicine. If you found value in this podcast, please share with a friend or a colleague, subscribe or leave us a review. And to learn about upcoming integrative palliative educational programs or get on the waiting list for our next Physician Scholars Program, go to www.tiipm.org and sign up and I'll see you next week.